afternoon, everyone. My name is Ashley Clemmer. I'm the Director of Programs and Community Engagement. I'd like to welcome you all to the Rothko Chapel. I see some familiar faces, but I'm curious if there's anyone here visiting for the first time today. Is this anyone's first time to the Rothko Chapel? Don't be shy. <laughs> well, welcome back to those of you who have been here many a time. And for those of you who are new, the chapel is a sacred space dedicated to art, spirituality, and human rights. It is the home of the work of artist Roth Mark Rothko, which are the 14 paintings that surround us. And in that sense, the entire building itself is his work of art. We're open every day of the year from 10 to 6. There's a quiet place for people to sit, meditate, go inside of themselves and beyond themselves. But then we also do have ongoing public programs throughout the year, such as the one that we're offering today. The series that, that today's program is part of is called 12 Moments experiencing spiritual and, and religious traditions. And this started in 2005 as an opportunity to explore different uh, spiritual practices around the greater Houston area and to bring individuals of, of different practices here to share with us something that's both educational and experiential. I want to lift up very quickly before we get started. We have another series that we're offering right now called Concept of the Divine. It's a two-year series. We're in the second season. And for this particular series, we're inviting individuals of different vocations and uh, faith traditions to come and talk about specifically their concept of the divine, how that has informed their vocation and service to community, and also how it's changed over time. And the first for this season is going to be this Thursday, and we have a lady named Suzanne Benali, who is Navajo, and she is the executive director of Cultural Survivor which is an organization working to uh, protect indigenous rights uh, for individuals all over the world. And so she'll be with us this Thursday at 7 o'clock talking specifically from the Navajo tradition. So if anyone is interested in that, I hope that you'll return and join us. We do have all of this information about all of our offerings on our website, and we'll have some flyers available at the front desk, as well as we have some printed programs for the entire season. So take a couple to some friends, spread the word if there's other people you know that might be interested in the work we're doing here. So for today, we are focused on the Christian tradition, and we're so delighted to be partnering with the Episcopal Diocese of Texas. Today with us, we have our new friend, Bishop Hector Monteroso, uh, who will be uh, offering the guided uh, meditation and some context. We have Sandra Montes, who is going to be sharing her amazing um, this amazing gift that she's been given to sing. And we also have Francisco Guevara, who will be playing the guitar. There's full information um, about their bios and all of their incredible accomplishments in our printed program. But I want to just lift up a couple things. Uh, first, Bishop Hector Monteroso was born in Guatemala and for the last 14 years has served as the Episcopal Bishop of Costa Rica. So he just recently joined the Episcopal Diocese of Texas as the assistant bishop. So he's very new to, to Texas. I think he just arrived last fall. Is that right? Or the end of the summer? So if anyone has a chance, maybe you can go up to him afterwards. Welcome him to Houston. Tell him all the best places to go have, have lunch and dinner. You know, this is a city of food. <laughs> um, Sandra Montes was born in Peru. I grew up in Guatemala and settled in Texas. Uh, she has her doctorate in education and taught for 21 years in the public elementary schools before becoming a full-time independent consultant and musician. Um, before we get started, I want to ask you, please just take a moment to silence or turn off your cell phones 
and refrain from any photography. We will be taking a, a couple pictures that we'll put on our website. So if you, they'll be there if you want them. You can go and see them later. We're also going to be doing an audio recording of today's program, which we'll upload to SoundCloud and we'll have it on our website. So this is a way that in the future, if you're just loving this so much, you can tune in and listen to it again and share it with friends. So please uh, join me in welcoming our guest. Yes, I am Hector Monterroso, Bishop Assistant in the Diocese of Texas, and uh, originally from Guatemala, and I was ordained uh, as a deacon and priest there, and uh, I was ordained as a bishop in Costa Rica. I moved there 14 years ago, and now I am here in Houston. Um, in Costa Rica, we have uh, an expression to say hello, everybody, everyone. Every day, we use that expression, and all Costa Ricans, we use the expression, and the expression is, Pura Vida, <laughs> yeah? Maybe if you are familiar with, Cos with Costa Rica, you hear this expression, and the expression means uh, pure life. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad, I'm happy, I'm blessed, um, I'm ready to do something new. And uh, to do something new is my experience here in, in Houston area in Texas. It's, uh, it's a time for uh, a reflection, it's a time to, uh, for learning for me. Um, the people always asking me about uh, what I miss from Costa, Costa Rica and if uh, Houston is, is good for me, if I like Houston. And I would say that yes, I like Houston very much. The only, the only uh, trouble I have here in Houston is driving. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a big city, big town, and it's something is hard. Hard for me is uh, to turn left when the light is green, <laughs> yeah, with no arrow, because that is illegal in, all, in most of the countries in Central America. And it's hard for me. Always when I arrive to the light and the light is green, I cannot turn left. And the people start to horn, <laughs> it's time to move, yeah? But everything is great here. And today I feel pura vida. <laughs> Welcome. This is uh, th this is exciting time for us in the in the Episcopal Church, and uh, most of the Christian denominations. We are in preparation for Christmas, but we are not in Christmas right now. Um, let me explain and talk a little bit about the Episcopal Church. We are the Episcopal Church, uh, and the Episcopal Church is one of the provinces in the Anglican Communion. This is our uh, largest family around the world. We have a presence in, in uh, 163 countries around the world. And the largest church is in Nigeria. We have a 19 million Anglicans in Nigeria. And the largest diocese is in the United States is the Diocese of Haiti. It's not the Episcopal Church. It, we are, the, in, in terms of numbers, the Diocese of Texas is the number three. We are in the third place. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we have four important uh, foundations in the Episcopal Church uh, about our, our beliefs. And uh, that identified us clearly. One is uh, the Holy Scriptures. 
Yeah, we are based on the Holy Scriptures, in the New and Old Testament. Uh, the creeds, Nicene Creed and the Apostles' Creeds, are our um, declaration of faith. And we, uh, we believe in two sacraments, baptism and Holy Eucharist. And the uh, one important thing is the apostolic succession. We believe in the apostolic succession. And these four, four uh, points identified our church around the world. Some of them uh, worship in different ways, but once we respect these four uh, elements with four principles, we believe we are in communion with different churches. We try to be very inclusive um, in our church, and we try always to uh, fight against uh, and to support the uh, human rights, especially with groups uh, that are marginalized. We try to do our ministry in the sanctuaries, but even more so outside of them. Um, and we look for diverse ways to serve the community or neighborhoods where we are located. I think that is the reason for I am a member of the Episcopal Church, because I, I want to do some practical work. And uh, our church uh, is trying to do that kind of ministry, to celebrate, to worship in our sanctuaries, but at the same time to do something uh, different uh, in the communities. Right now, for instance, we are working on supporting many different people who suffer the damages and floodings about uh, through Harvey. Yeah, for many people, Harvey is, an, is a history now. Yeah, happened and it's gone. But for many people, it's the reality. They are still uh, waiting for help, and we're trying to support in different ways. And that is the reason for I am member of the Episcopal Church. I am sure. Here in Texas, we have uh, 157 parishes located in different areas, uh, 50 schools, and many different programs to serve. And uh, I think the most important part is uh, always we are called to offer our skills and gifts to support the people with needs. And that is important uh, message for all our parishioners in the church. I invite you to pray this morning for the family, for the human family. And uh, please. Amen. And today we are going to reflect about the posadas. It's a, a Christian tradition, but more um, Catholic Church's uh, tradition. And um, I want to start with a lesson. Uh, please.
So as we go into your uh, little packet, we're going to go to the place where it says Las Posadas. And uh, it's a, like we were talking, uh, Bishop uh, Monterroso and I, and also Frank. By the way, I thought he was Puerto Rican, but last night while we were talking and eating and drinking, uh, <laughs> I found out that he's, his mom is from Mexico and his dad is from Argentina. And so I was like, okay, so do you know these songs? He was like, nope, never sang them, never you know, heard them. And I was like, but you're Mexican. I mean, Heriberto, right? I mean, you know, Paulette, I mean, it's like Posadas. Everybody knows them. And he's like, no. <laughs> Yeah, so, but I have, because I have been in different churches and, you know, several churches, especially in the Episcopal tradition, we celebrate posadas because of a lot of our people, especially here in the States, they come from all different uh, religions uh, into our churches. That's one of the, the things that I know I love about my church is that it's very welcoming and anybody is welcome. So anyway, so if you know how to read music, great, because then you can just follow along very easily and you don't have to worry about it or dropping the water. Um, but anyway, but if you don't, it's also kind of easy, so it's okay. <laughs> but I, um, if we can go to the English uh, part of it, um, I'm probably going to sing it only in Spanish because that's how I know it, and I won't be singing what is written. So just a little, you know, I just want to warn you about that because since we are in the oral tradition, I learned it a certain way, and when I'm, I was reading it, I was like, this isn't exactly how I, I sing it, but we're, we're in the same, um, what they call the same measure, so we'll be okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the same notes at the same time. But anyway, if we go to the, uh, to the English, um, those of you who speak Spanish, you know, please follow along in the, in the Spanish, but if you can give me the, the first note. So it's, and this is kind of hard. In English, it's, it, there's a lot of lyrics, I noticed. In Spanish, it's a lot less. <laughs> so that's why I'm going with the Spanish now. But anyway, the English, it's, it, it'll go. Give me the, okay. Pray give us lodging, dear sir, in the name of heaven. Okay, how about you guys do that with me? Ready? Pray give us lodging, dear sir, in the name of heaven. Okay. Then the second line says, all day since morning to travel we've come. Now you guys. All day since morning to Wait, now I messed myself up. Sorry. <laughs> All day since morning to travel we've come. And then the next line goes, Mary, my wife, is expecting a child. You guys? Mary. Now, why do I keep forgetting? I'm so sorry. Expecting a child. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Y'all, you should come up here with me. <laughs> she must have shelter tonight. Let us in. Let us in. She must have shelter tonight. Let us in. Let us in. 
pretty bad. So you know, you and I are going to do the Spanish because that English is really tough. But anyway, so you kind of know the the little um, the way it goes. It goes up and down, up and down. And I will trust that y'all can follow along <laughs> in the English. So what we're going to do is we're going to sing the first two verses because right after the third one, if you see on the second uh, page of that where it says inside, all the way at the bottom it says enter, enter, pil holy pilgrim. So this what happens in the posadas is some of us are inside, some of us are outside. So the people that are outside sing this little thing, you know, it's Joseph and Mary. And the people that are inside are the evil innkeeper, you know, that doesn't want to let anybody in. But, you know, so they sing this part until the third, then finally Joseph, you know, gets to them, right? So then on the third uh, verse, they let them in, and then they all sing this little part. But we'll go to that on the second time that we sing, okay? So do you all think we can sing it together? Yeah? Okay. Sure. All right. So here we go. I'm going to go where there is no, there are no notes. <laughs> That's the where I'm going to be looking at. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so here we go. Yeah. En nombre del cielo os pido posada, pues no puede andar ya mi esposa Christian traditions, the month of November marks the end of the liturgical calendar and the beginning of a new year. On November the 30th, the day of St. Andrews is celebrated and the Sunday closest to that date marks the beginning of the liturgical calendar. This new liturgical calendar begins with the season we call Advent. And this consists of four Sundays before Christmas celebration. Advent, Adventus Redemptoris, arrival of the Redeemer, is a time in which the church invites its members to experience moments of preparation through prayer, reflection, and different expressions and traditions focused on the celebration of the birth of Jesus and the hope of his second coming. One of the most established celebrations in many of the Latin American countries, except Argentina, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, many, many, many countries in Guatemala, El Salvador, Mexico, Honduras, Nicaragua, I think not, not necessarily in South America, and, and Spain, 
also they, they celebrate the posadas. And, um, and it's growing here in the Hispanic ministry, especially in different churches in, in the United States. And this celebration is a native origin, was uh, adopted by the, the Roman Catholic Church and was established as a part of the family ce celebrations in the immediate time before Christmas. The celebration of the Posadas has a biblical and theological background. It reminds us of the moment when Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Joseph saw their place to stay because the time had come for the birth of their son, Jesus Christ. The biblical narrative situates us in the city of Bethlehem, where Joseph and Mary found a simple but safe place to spend the night and to stay for the main event that was, that was the birth of Jesus. The celebration of the Posadas offers an interesting teaching in terms of solidarity, hospitality, and trust. It shows the people who participate in the celebration the sense of family, but more important, still the sense of hospitality and solidarity. Opening the doors of our homes to strangers, looking for a safe place to shelter, is an act of great hospitality. For believers, this is an act of faith and, and is a symbol of an encounter between God and people. It is necessary for this experience of faith they will to open minds and hearts, and in some way to assume the challenge and risk to trust in God's promises. The celebration in the homes during these times is um, very interesting. Typically, different families in a neighborhood will take turns scheduling a night for the posada to be held in their home starting on the December, the, the 16th of December, and finishing of the 24th. Every home has a nativity scene, nacimiento, we call it nacimiento. <laughs> and the family hosting the posada act as uh, innkeepers. The neighborhood children and adults are the filming, pilgrims. You know, I remember that moment in my life when I was seven or eight, I was the person to play the drum, but, it was, but you know we use a uh, turtle shell as a drum, yeah, a turtle shell. I don't know where the people get these <laughs> turtle shells, yeah, but you know if I can do this in Costa Rica, maybe I'm going to jail because the turtles are protected in Costa Rica, yeah, and <laughs> but at that time the turtle shell was used as a drum. I was the drummer there. And the, pil the pilgrims go who go house to house singing a traditional song about Mary and Joseph searching for lodging. One house after other, they are turned away also in song until the weary travels reach the designated site for the party where Mary and Joseph are finally recognized and allowed to enter. And if y'all want to be part of a posada, I know Christ Church Cathedral um, down in, on Texas Avenue, is that right? Uh, it holds one every year. I don't know what, do you remember what date that is for this year? I don't, sorry. The 16th, thank you. 
So, and it's really fun. They go outside and there's a lot of food. That's one thing that we do share a lot. Uh, Latinos, we love food. You know about food. Okay, that, he did learn that. Uh, but anyway, so uh, there's a lot of food. I was sharing with uh, Bishop Monterroso the other day that when we started doing the posadas in different houses at, at Cathedral, when I worked there, um, you know, the first house they might have had uh, a little hot cocoa and some bread. And then the next house, they were like, oh, yeah, well, now we're going to have tamales, too. So they had hot cocoa, tamales, and stuff. And the other house, I was like, oh, yeah, well, now we're going to have, you know, fajita. So every, you know, I was like, man, I didn't have to cook that whole week, you know, because I would go to every house to eat. But anyway, let's do the third. We're going to do the third verse, and then we're going to do the Entre Santos. So let's learn the, the part of Entre Santos Peregrinos, which is um, at the end of the inside. So the inside page, and then it says... Enter, enter, holy pilgrim. <clears throat> okay, all right, start. Enter, enter, holy pilgrims, holy pilgrims. Welcome to my humble home. Though just little I can offer, all I have, please call your own. That was kind of fast and easy, okay. Y'all got it? <laughs> Let's do that together. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Spanish is <laughs> Okay, here we go. Enter, enter, holy pilgrims, holy pilgrims. Welcome to my humble home. Though just little I can offer, all I have, please call your own. All right, so let's do the third verse and into that, okay? Because when you do it at home, if y'all ever want to do it, you do all of these verses together, and then as soon as the third verse ends, you go right into enter, enter, okay? And that's when, and you keep singing this until all the people go inside. So if it's 30, 40 people outside, you have to keep singing it, keep singing it until everybody's inside. I've been to places where it's like the whole, uh, what's it called? The, yeah, the whole congregation or the whole, like, uh, apartment complex. Everybody just kind of, you know, keeps coming, and they just all go in. All right, so you hope to have enough food. So if y'all want to hold one, please invite me. All right, here we go, the third one. Mi esposa es María, es reina del cielo, y madre va a ser del divino I want to share a personal testimony with you about the posadas, because uh, posadas is in terms of uh, hospitality and solidarity, but at the same time it's in terms of immigration. Yeah, and um, let me share with you about 
a personal testimony in terms of posadas. I, I spent my 14, 14 years in Costa Rica, and one important uh, uh, social, social reality there is immigration. We, um, the total of the country is 5 million population, and around 600,000 are from Nicaragua, the neighbor in the north. And many people are coming to work, and, uh, and they abandon their houses and their families to work in, Co in Costa Rica. But at the same time, we have a big immigration situation from north in the countries in the north Central America, Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras. And they are coming not to work, but they are coming because they uh, suffer a lot in terms of uh, groups, organized groups called Maras. Maybe you hear about this, but Maras is a, a group of gangs, and they take, they take houses, and they take families, and they, ca they, t they can take children. And um, as a bishop in Costa Rica, I had the opportunity to serve in different ministries. But a significant need in Costa Rica has to do with immigration. For example, uh, in Nicaragua, the citizens are looking for better jobs. However, the most dramatic cases come from Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras, fleeing their home for fear of being killed by groups known Maras. Two years ago, I received a call from an Episcopal church in one of these countries asking for help. They informed me that a family was leaving the, the, the country because if they stayed a week more, they would be assassinated by these groups. What happened is, if they want a young woman to be part of the Mara's harem, they just take them. If they refuse, they'll disappear. That is a very hard situation. This family group of four young men, young women, arrived in Costa Rica on December 22nd. Everything is stopped in Costa Rica that week. The people are crazy trying to buy all the things in the shopping centers. But we received news uh, when they were at the airport in San Jose. When I received the news, the only thing that occurred to me uh, was to call of our churches in the area of San Jose, the capital of Costa Rica, and ask the clergy, the priest, for some ideas to support this family. The best answer came from the smallest church with less resources located in a very poor neighborhood. Uh, the priest and the group of the church, they told me, send them here. We have a small classroom, classrooms that we can turn into an apartment. And we can place them therefore up to a month. The congregation uh, was organized and all brought many things from clothes and food to washing machine and dryer. Everything used, but in good conditions. Everyone came together to offer hospitality to this family who abandoned, abandoned everything 
to save their lives. The member of this church really lived their spiritual posada. It's not a history. The posada and the Joseph and Mary experience is not just a history. Happen every day, every time. And people are knocking our doors. They learn about hospitality and love for others. A few months later, this family managed to obtain their permission to live as a refugees and have been integrated into the country. Every liturgical celebration and tradition in the church has two main components. One is that of teaching, learning, and the other is the practical application of faith. And I think that is the most important. When we read about the Bible, the Holy Scriptures, it's a reflection. But the second step is how we can use that reflection in our lives to support the people with needs. The Posadas remember, remind us this situation. Immigration, looking for a safe place. And it's part of our testimony to offer hospitality and solidarity. We have, I think, we have time to share. If you want to share something about your experience celebrating or in preparation to Christmas, I think we have time. I have a mic here. You can pass around. Just raise your hand and bring it to you. Thank you, everyone. Gracias por todo. Um, I grew up in South Texas, near Laredo, so the posadas and tamales and fajitas, <laughs> all of that stuff is very much part um, of our tradition, my tradition. And so thank you for bringing that. Also in my family, of course, reading the Bible story, very important. You know, every year my father will get gather the family and read from the Bible story. So I just share that and thank you, uh, thank the chapel for inviting you in, sharing your spirituality, your faith, your songs, your music. Thank you, muchas gracias. Thank you. Hello. No. We're visiting from Santa Fe, New Mexico, and uh, we saw that this was advertised today, and so we came because uh, we also have Las Posadas on our plaza in our small city. So this Sunday, it's essentially like a reenactment where they go around the four sides of the plaza, and there are actors acting it out, and the whole community comes out. It's usually freezing cold. Mm -hmm. We're all bundled up, and it's after sunset, so it's quite chilly. And then, uh, so we go around the whole plaza, and then uh, everyone gathers for uh, hot cider and cocoa at one of the museums outside, and there's bonfires. So this, 
this is interesting to hear uh, your perspective from here because for us, uh, Las Posadas in Santa Fe was our first introduction to it, moving there later in life. So yeah. thank you. Thank you. And one important tradition in, in, in uh, all our meetings is to share the peace. And I want to invite you to share the peace. The peace of God be always with you. And also with you. Peace. One more song that is not in your little package, but um, again, if you go to a traditional posada, you may see some piñatas, and they're not usually the piñatas that you buy. You know, now you can buy like Pikachu, and you can buy all a bunch of different kinds of piñatas. But the traditional ones, at least as far as I know, so please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but they were clay piñatas, and you know you hit it. But some people also you can just pull it, and just candy and fruit and you know, all that stuff comes out. But anyway, so it's just called Dale, 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 which is hit it, hit it, which is funny. I found the translation yesterday and I thought it was really hilarious. But anyway, so I'm going to sing it and then I'm just going to have you um, repeat after me, okay? So the words are Dale, 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 no pierdas el tino, porque si lo pierdes, pierdes el camino. So it's hit it, hit it, hit it. <laughs> Y'all say it. <laughs> Don't lose your aim. Because if you lose it, wait, something is wrong here. <laughs> you lose your way. I'm sorry. Because if you lose it, you lose your way. Okay, so here we go. He's available for parties if you need him, so just FYI. <laughs> No pierdas el tino, 
porque si lo pierdes, pierdes el camino. Porque si lo pierdes, pierdes el Good. Now we're going to do it in English. Hit it, hit it, hit it. Don't lose your aim, you guys. Hit it, hit it, hit it. Don't lose your aim. Because if you lose it, you lose your way. Because if you lose it, you lose your way. Hit it, hit it, hit it. Don't lose your aim. Hit it, hit it, hit it. Don't lose your aim. Because if you lose it, you lose your way. Because if you lose it, you lose your way. And the candies, you'll lose the candies if they don't come out. <laughs> Thank you. I want to uh, pronounce the blessing in the end of this service. La paz de Dios que excede todo entendimiento, guarde sus corazones y mentes en el conocimiento y el amor de su Hijo Jesús. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be upon you now and forever. Amen. Amen. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for coming and to be with us during this beginning of Las Posadas. take a, a little time for question and answers. So Mona, bring me the, the microphone. Or if anyone just wants to share this section. Am I using this to still record it? How did you feel about leaving your family behind to come here? My family? Right, because in the program it talks about you have two sons. Yes. Uh, one uh, a physician, <laughs> one a, a civil yeah. engineer. They are grown children. They are grown children, and uh, one of them is going to stay in Costa Rica because she's a physician and she's working full time, and she needs more. Uh, more uh, she's involved in a training process, and she needs uh, like uh, three more years. I, I think this is this is part of uh, her life, and she's going to stay. I have a son who is um, coming in next year. And uh, and I think my wife Sandra, she's she's still uh, traveling back and forth for the next three years because she wants to take care of my daughter who is single, and uh, it's 29, but still, yeah, it's uh, it's Latin American families we are very protective, yeah, and you know, and um, technology is great, it's not the same, but it's great, and every night I can. Uh, uh, make a connection with my family, and we eat uh, we ate dinner together through FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same for sure, but uh, it's a good connection. You know, many years ago, uh, uh, the only way to have a good communication was through regular mail, and that was hard. Every 15 days, you receive a letter or so. But now it's it's a good connection. I feel I feel sad sometimes but I can call them all the time and I can see them face to face. Uh, but at the same time, is, uh, in terms of the, uh, our spiritual journey, always we, are, we need to be open to God's call. And sometimes God calls us to do something 
we are not prepared or we are not expect. And I think this is part of my, my reality. I, I had no idea about to move Costa Rica to the United States and to live in, in Houston now, but I'm here. And uh, it's a new challenge, it's a new life, but everything is great. Thank you. Thank you. Did anyone else have a question or want to share a reflection? Well, thank you all, your presenters, for being here today and, and sharing this with us. And thanks to each of you all for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.